A question I get asked a lot is, do I have to have a website for my podcast? Or can I just have a page on my website dedicated to my podcast? Or do I need a website at all? Or can I just function totally on social media? I get these questions all of the time because people are trying to establish a platform or build a community and they're trying to figure out the best way to do that. So I'm going to tell you today the advantages that having a website can offer you and why I think that you should. So let's just dive right into all of it. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Because if you've been thinking about creating a podcast for a while, well, I'm so glad you found this show. Think of this as the shortcut slash time-saving version of searching Google and YouTube for hours and hours trying to figure out the world of podcasting. Trust me, as a busy mama of three, I get it. You don't have a lot of time to be spent or wasted, I should say, searching the web, trying to find all the right ideas and all the amazing things that are out there, and you just end up overwhelmed. Trust me, I've been there, done that, took home the souvenir. But this podcast is going to help you in practical ways because twice a week we'll be delivering episodes that are going to give you steps to help you create a podcast your audience can't wait to listen to. So let's get right to it, shall we? Hey, you. Yeah, you. Yes, yes, I'm talking to you. Do you see? Yeah, okay. So are you looking to start a podcast in 2019, but you're thinking, I don't know what I'd talk about. Like, I have no idea even where to get started. Don't, 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 don't even let that thought overwhelm you because guess what? I've done all the work for you. I've actually created a workbook that has 500 podcast ideas for any industry. That's right, 500. Hundred, Actually, it's over 500. I think it's like 554 for any kind of podcast. I specifically created this tool for entrepreneurs who aren't sure if podcasting is right for them. They say, well, I have a blank, insert any kind of industry, business. Will a podcast work for me? My answer, 99.99999% of the time is Yes, a podcast will totally work for that kind of business. So let's say you're in personal finance or real estate or business or marketing or technology or beauty and fashion or pet services or life coaching or parenting or any other number of industries. I've got you covered. Let me show you some podcast ideas that I have for you to get started. You can go to crystalprofit.com slash 500 podcast ideas. That's Crystal with a K, Profit with two F's and two T's, crystalprofit.com slash 500 podcast ideas, and you can grab this free, 100% free, download today. Okay, so if you could tell from the introduction, I am definitely in favor of your podcast having a website. And instead of just telling you like, oh, this is why I do it, I want to tell you the reasons of how it can help you 
because from the very beginning, I was blogging for several years. So I've had a website since the beginning of 2017. And when I started my podcast, it was kind of just like, oh, okay, now I can put this on my website kind of thing. So um, that's how it happened for me. But maybe you're just starting a podcast and you're like, well, you know, I have no reason to have a website. Like, why would I even do this? And um, so I want to talk about the advantages that I've seen for myself having a website and for noticing other people with websites, what I've learned from them. So um, I have five advantages of having a website. And so I'm going to go through them and then we'll recap at the end. And um, I do have a really cool uh, freebie for today's episode too. So you'll have to make sure and check that out at crystalprofit.com slash episode 54. That's crystal with a K, profit with two F's and two T's. Okay, so let's just dive right into the first advantage. Um, I love having somewhere to drive traffic. Um, And this is what we'll also call your CTAs, which are your calls to action. So what do I mean by somewhere to drive traffic? So like I said, I've been a blogger for a long time and my goal for several years was, you know, I was looking at Google Analytics, like how many page views do I have? How many visitors do I have on my website? And with a podcast, it's really different because your statistics show you how many downloads you have. And while that's great, I think it's awesome to, you know, focus on how many downloads you can get and definitely working to increase that number with every month, every quarter, every year. That's a great thing to have in your goals list. I think that it's still relevant to have a lot of traffic to your website. So how can you build traffic to your website if you just podcast? Well, if you have a podcast, or excuse me, if you have a website for your podcast, that is a way to increase traffic, which can potentially lead your listeners into paying customers. Oh, did you just perk up a little bit? Yeah, paying customers. That is the goal for most podcasts, or even if you don't have a show that you're trying to make money off of, what if I told you you could drive more people to your website and donate money to a charity that you love? Or you could raise awareness for something that you're really passionate about. And yeah, you probably mentioned it on your show, but when you tell them, hey, you can go to my website and find more information on how you can support this amazing organization that is doing incredible things in the world, it's really powerful. So let's talk about some of the ways to drive traffic. So I mentioned calls to action or CTAs, which is what I'll call them for the rest of the show. But um, some of the basic ones are you can just ask people to subscribe to your show and leave a review. It's what I encourage all of my students to do is like, hey, you know, have a call to action, even if it's the most basic, subscribe to the show and leave a review. But um, there's a lot of other ones that you can put within your podcast that have nothing to do with buying anything. So, for example, I have a podcast course, and I only sell it a few times a year. It's not open all the time. And I don't want to feel like I'm pitching people 365 days a year anyway. So I don't pitch you on 
my podcast course. It's not open right now and it would be pointless to do it. But what else can I talk about? Well, I can tell you about an awesome live video that I just did on Facebook last week that was about how to create headliner um, sound bites and audiograms or to how you can go visit our Facebook group and you can join us there or go check out my Insta stories whenever I posted. This is funny. And I know this will only be up there for 24 hours. Oh, wait, no. It'll be in the highlights. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, if you look under hashtag Wally Prophet, oh my gosh, my dog was straight up on my head this morning while I was writing at 5 a.m., and he's just like the neediest animal on the planet. So if you want to go check out videos of my dog Wally, then you can go (laughs) see that. But that's another example of a call to action. So I want you to have somewhere that you can drive traffic, and maybe that's where you put all these things, you know, the Insta stories or your Facebook lives. You could put them up on your website if you wanted to, or If you wanted to put other information out there, then having a place to send people your website is a great thing to have. And I actually have a a calls to action freebie that I wanted you to grab today. So it's 25 CTAs or calls to action you can make from your podcast. And that's at crystalprofit.com slash tips and strategies. And that is in our resource library. Or you can just go to the website and go to resources and it's under there. But I wanted to make sure that you knew that calls to action don't have to be really hard. And I know it's kind of hard in the beginning because You don't want to feel like you're asking too much of people. I know that's how I felt when I first started, and I didn't even ask people to subscribe to my podcast or to leave a review when I first started because I didn't know. I didn't know that that's what I needed to do, but now I don't have any problem because if I don't tell you, then how are you going to know that that is something that can help me out and it can help you know whenever there's a new podcast episode coming. So CTAs are amazing. And I think that driving traffic to your website can help you eventually convert listeners into paying customers. So that is number one. I want you to have somewhere to drive your traffic. And number two, or the second advantage of having a website is you can start your email list building. So on episode 52, we talked about podcasting without an online business. And if you don't have an online business right now, that's fine. Like I totally support people that are just podcasting to podcast. But if you ever down the road think you might possibly kind of sort of maybe on some level want to have an online business, you need to have an email list. And you don't have to have a website to do this by all means. You can totally do this with an email service provider and a landing page that collects emails. Like, it's totally easy. But it makes it so much easier if you have a website. Because if we go back to the first one, you want somewhere to drive traffic. You know, you they listen to your podcast and now you can send them to your website while they're there you can have sign-up forms, landing pages, or just be interfacing with people on your custom site that seems like way more legitimate than just having your email service provider. People are more likely to sign up for your email list, or you can have a pop-up that adds value 
And um, so let's talk about pop-ups real fast. And I'm going to do an entire episode on list building with your podcast. But pop-ups is one of those things that everyone has a love-hate relationship with, right? Like you go onto someone's website and then that form pops up in your face and you're like, oh God, what is this? Unless they're offering you something of value. Like your initial reaction is, ugh, what is this? But then you're like, oh wait, if I give them my email, I get 10% off. Well, heck yeah, I'm going to give them my email. Or, oh, wait, they're trying to give me this workbook that's going to make social media 10 times easier. You bet. I'm going to give them my email immediately. So just keep that in the back of your mind when you're thinking about building your email list with a website. How can I offer value to my customers, my listeners, my audience, whoever it is that is visiting my website or listening to my podcast how can I offer them value? That's what everything comes back to. And that's what, I ho- that's what I'm hoping to do here with this podcast. I want to add as much value as I can on a regular basis because that's what I'm all about. I really just want to help people build podcasts that they're proud of. And when it comes to having a website, I think building your email list, if you're already going to have it, why not do it, right? If you're going to have a website in the first place, then you need to have something that is building your email list because who knows, down the road, if you literally just put a form on your website that says, yeah, you know, sign up to get updates on new podcast episodes, that's another great thing to do. If you do that, who knows where you'll be a year from now. You could have a list of 7,000 people or you could have a list of 70 people. It doesn't matter because that is more than what you would have without an email list. So that's my little two cents on email list building. But like I said, we're going to have a future episode that is dedicated to setting up an email list, how to build one, you know, what it, what is it used for? Like, how can I email people and just all the other stuff? So stay tuned for that episode. Okay, so the third advantage of having a website is your ability to have descriptive show notes, guest links, and anything else that you want to include for your audience. So on most platforms, I know for me, on my hosting site, Buzzsprout, I can only upload so many characters for my descriptions. And I intentionally don't write super, super long descriptions because I want people to listen to the episode, and I want them to go to my website to get the more descriptive show notes. So if you look, you know, if you listen on iTunes or Google Play, you'll see like that is what a lot of people consider their show notes is anything that's listed underneath like the information about that podcast. That is what a lot of people consider show notes. For me, I consider show notes what you find on my website. So if you go to my website for this episode, it's crystalprofit.com slash episode 54, you're going to see that I have this entire outline, like I literally take the outline that I'm speaking off of right now, and I'll add some more text to it, maybe um, I add some more descriptions, sometimes I'll add videos, sometimes I'll add images to help really um, describe what it is that I'm talking about. But it 
makes for like a reason for people to want to go check it out. Like, why would I go to your website and look at this whenever I can just listen to you? Well, what if I tell you that that is where a freebie is? Or what if I tell you that's where you can see the picture of the thing that I'm talking about? I don't know. Maybe I'll go put a picture of Wally up there today. (laughs) You can go see. (laughs) Like, you got to go to the website to check out a picture of my insanely needy Boston Terrier because he's just, he's so cute, but oh my gosh, y'all, he drives me crazy. But anyway, another good reason to have descriptive show notes and guest links and all the things that you can put on your website is it makes SEO and Google, like it makes them happy. Hang on, let me rephrase that. It's good for your search engine optimization. That's what SEO stands for. And it makes Google happy. So what does that mean? Well, the more things text-wise, like not audio, like they're working, Google's working on creating searchable audio. We're not there yet. But whatever kind of text you can provide on your website makes Google happy. And it makes them rank you for whatever it is your podcast is about. So my podcast is about start, launch, market your own podcast for entrepreneurs, right? It's what I talk about often. It's what my show description says. It's what my episode descriptions say. And so when I talk about it enough, when you, you know, you type in Crystal Profit into Google, you can see all like there's episode show notes, there's freebies that are on there. There's all kinds of stuff in Google related to podcasting. And that's because I have been putting up very descriptive show notes for every single episode. So some of the guidelines, um, and this goes back to my blogging background. I took a course on blogging last year, and I learned so much about the search engines and what they're looking for and what makes them happy and how you can rank higher for certain topics. Like if you're you know, for example, podcasting, how can I get on, you know, the first page of Google or, you know, get people to recognize that that is what I'm about and that is the information that I offer. Well, the way to do that is to use keywords within your show notes. And this is what I do. And I can't get into all of this today. This is, this will be another episode, but um, I just, just understand that show notes that makes sense and add value, not just a transcript. Like you could do that. You could do an entire transcript of your show and then slap it up on your website. But let's be honest, it's not going to be organized. Like people don't want to just read, you know, 17 really long paragraphs of just text. They want to read list and things that are very organized and they have headings and subheadings and pictures and videos and just all kinds of like you want it to look really really nice but an advantage of having a website is your ability to do all of that and you can also add more information about your guests like if you have a bio that you want to upload onto the website then I think that that's great and that looks better on a website than it does within the show notes that you would have on your hosting site that would link to iTunes. Like if I think about the podcast I listen to, there's usually a short bio of someone, you know, like, oh, they're a New York Times bestseller or they're this person or they own this company. But other than that, you don't see like, oh, they spent 27 years in the corporate world and now they're doing this kind of consulting. You can go into all of that 
on a post on your website. So that's that's number three. Number three advantage is you can get way more descriptive and you can add more information about your podcast episode, your guest, or any other thing that you want to be more descriptive about on your website. Okay, so the fourth advantage, number four, of having a website is it's a place for you to sell stuff. (laughs) Like, bottom line, like you can have a platform to sell your stuff. Like, yeah, you can sell things from your podcast, but where do people actually buy, right? Like, I could tell you right now, like, oh, I'm selling my digital course. But then you say, that's awesome, Crystal. Where can I buy this digital course that you speak about? So um, having a place to sell your merchandise, your products, or your services on your website. So you can have buy buttons or landing pages, or you can showcase your products, your services, merchandise, any of those things. You can link your website for your podcast to things like Shopify, which I have a little experience with. I've only used it for digital products. I've never really sold um physical products with Shopify, but um, my brother-in-law actually does, and he's had a lot of great success. He loves it. He thinks it's a great platform to use. So I would endorse them and say, hey, if you have, you know, merchandise for your podcast, stickers or coffee mugs or t-shirts or anything like that, Shopify is a great place to start. And you can actually, uh, I think that you can build a website within Shopify and just use that, but it's still a place for you to send your listeners to, you know, I don't care how you build your website, but have one to send people like go here to shop our merchandise or go here, you know, integrate your website with Shopify or whatever, you know, product thing, store, if you want to call it that, whatever online store you have. I'm pretty sure you could link your Etsy shop to your website as well. If you sell homemade goods or DIY stuff or anything like that, then you can link all of that onto your website. Or you could just have a button that links it to other things. Like there's so many versatile things that you can do with a website. And um, I think just having a place to sell your products and your services and everything like that. So if you're saying, well, how do I sell my services from a website? Well, you can have a button on there that says schedule an appointment with me to, you know, a consultation or, you know, a free 15-minute discovery call. I know a lot of life coaches do this and, um, you know, you just have a button on there that says, you know, contact me. And it could just be a button that shoots, like, goes straight to your email. It doesn't have to be fancy, y'all. Like, don't try to get so technical that you get overwhelmed. Keep everything as simple as possible when it comes to websites. Like that is what I found. I've tried to overcomplicate it and it's frustrating, not just for me, but for the people that go to my website and they can't find what they're looking for or they see no value in anything that's on there. Like just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Okay, so the fifth and final advantage that I think you can have with having a website is it's easier than ever to create a website today in 2019. It is so easy. Y'all, if I can do this, and I've done my own website from day one. I met with a lady that wanted to help me whenever I had, uh, I started off on blogger.com, which don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. that. That's just a blog. That's not an actual website. And then I moved to weebly.com, 
which was good. Um, I learned, I helped out our local library whenever we lived in a really small town and they needed some help. And so I learned Weebly because that's what platform they used. And then that's what I decided to start my website with. And I learned a lot. Don't get me wrong. I think Weebly's great for someone that's a little intimidated by doing online website stuff, but it's very limiting in how, like what you can create and formats and styles and stuff. So um, the two platforms that I would recommend that are the easiest to work with are a uh, Squarespace. I personally don't have a Squarespace site. I've never have, but when I ask people, what do they recommend or what do they love? Everyone says Squarespace. So I just want to throw that out there. It's not something that I use. I'm not an affiliate or anything like that, but it's something that I've heard just amazing things about. I've heard it's really easy to get started and all the templates they have and the layouts is great for someone that is a little intimidated by technology. But um, for me personally, I have a wordpress.org website. And um, what I did to make it easier for me, because like I said, I'm not a developer, guys. Like, I'm totally not a web developer. And I spend a lot of time in the customer service, like the forums. And I can't even tell you how many chats I've done with customer support. Like, uh, can you help me? I think I broke something. (laughs) And that's how I've learned a lot over the last year. But if you're going to go with WordPress... Let me tell you a few things. You want a WordPress.org site, not WordPress.com. And let me tell you why. WordPress.com, yes, it is free. Yes, that, that it is great because it is free. And I've had a WordPress.com site. But it's very limited in what you can do as far as SEO, again. And it's very limited in what you can customize. So if you're just starting... It's okay to go with WordPress.com, but I wouldn't plan on staying there for long. I would say if you are starting from the ground up, you don't have a website or any, go with WordPress.org. It's worth the learning curve to get it all figured out because in the end, it just has so much more, so many more features that you can utilize and there, like, you can literally Google or YouTube anything that you need to know. Like, for real. If you have issues, I can't even tell you how many times I've had a problem and I Google it and then I find up, you know, I found something on YouTube the other day. I, I don't remember what I was having an issue with. And then I found the answer in, like, two seconds. And YouTube, knowing that this was my issue, like, it went to the exact portion of the video I needed to watch in order to answer my specific problem. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is technology is so amazing. But if you're going to do a WordPress.com or sorry, a WordPress.org website, I encourage you to buy a theme that has a drag and drop builder. So Crystal, we're getting way too techy here. Hang on, just hang with me. So a theme means you can go online and I use themify and I'll put a link in the show notes and that is themify.me and I bought a theme from them and it was actually the theme that Apple uses on their website so I was like oh like that's super fancy like you know I'm gonna try that and so what I literally do is I will build a website page and I just click a button and it says import this layout 
And what it does is it's like stock photos and fonts and like everything already comes on the page. All I do is go in and change out the pictures and I change the text for what I want it to say or I delete things like they'll have a lot of stuff that's like team related like oh learn about our staff or learn and I'm like well I'm solo show over here I don't need all this stuff so I'll go in and delete that but I'll keep the things that I think look really professional or really well done and I've gotten a lot of compliments on my site and people are like oh you know like your site looks so great like it you know it's so well done and like you know not to toot my own horn but I get excited because I'm like I did it all myself like I did all of it myself like don't get me wrong there is a learning curve and it can be very frustrating when you're first starting out to learn a new software, a new technology, but I'm telling you, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it to figure out the the basics that you need to know to have your own website because a web developer is expensive. It's expensive to have a web designer and someone to completely customize everything that you want to do and maybe you have the funds to do that and that's awesome but y'all know me if you've been listening for a while you know me I'm cheap I like to say I'm frugal but y'all know I'm cheap I don't like to spend a ton of money whenever I can save it because when it comes to my resources I have more time on my hands than I do disposable income. So I would rather figure it out myself and make it look awesome to the best of my abilities. So those are the five reasons why I think that you should have a website. So let's recap those real fast. Okay, so number one is I want you to have somewhere to drive traffic with your calls to action. Number two, I want you to work on your building your email list from the beginning because it will just help you when you get further down the road if you decide you want to have an online business or you decide, hey, like maybe what if I want to raise some money for this amazing organization that I know about? Like an email list is a great way to do that and it just gets easier if you have a website. Number three is the ability to have descriptive show notes guest links, or any other information that you have about your podcast episode. Number four is you can have a place to sell any of your stuff, whether it's merchandise, products, or your services. And number five, it's just easier than ever to create a website, guys. Like, don't let, oh, I'm not a techie person, or oh, I don't know how to do this, or I don't, no, that is just an excuse. If I can figure this out, and do it and have people actually give me compliments. Like I'm almost embarrassed. Like I start laughing because I'm like, people give me compliments on my website and it's kind of funny because I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to the website. You know, I just try things out and I use the best resources available. And for me, it was having a drag and drop builder where it's almost like it comes to me in a format that's like, okay, We've done a template for you. You just got to fill in, you know, your own pictures and your own text. Like, don't have that excuse. If I can do this, you can do this too. But that does it for this episode. So we made it to the end. And I just wanted you to know that I think you should have a website for your podcast. You know, if you need to go with a starter, WordPress.com, something that's you know, easy for you, then I think that that's great. But if you're ready to really commit, then go with a WordPress.org site and 
go look up some tutorials. It's not that crazy expensive either. I think I'm going to go into another episode and break down all of, all of the costs that are associated with um, everything that I spend uh, for my website, for my podcast throughout the year. But just know that it's really not that expensive. Um, the first initial costs to get going are... Um, you know, it's an investment, but once you get like the maintenance that you have to do, it's not that like, we'll get into that in another episode, but that does it for today. So make sure you go grab the 25 calls to action you can make from your podcast in the resource library. And if this is your first time tuning in, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show and hear what other fun things we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks. We're going to talk about list building. And I know that there's some other really exciting topics that we have coming up. Be sure to grab your freebie and check out the show notes for this episode at crystalprofit.com slash episode 54. And remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.